we'd like to welcome you back to part six of our mega study on the whole alien um, disclosure deception agenda. Uh, this next report is going to be a oh, almost an 11 minute video here and it's entitled Fallen Angel Sighting. Uh, and I'm not saying this is a fallen angel, but the, it's the name of the video. Fallen Angel Sighting in Mexico Eyewitness Describes Event. Uh, I just think you're going to be seeing more and more of these types of things. It's just one of the many that I picked out. The video covers an eyewitness sighting of a fallen angel in Mexico. The eyewitness describes a black-winged figure landing. This phenomenon has also been associated with falling fireballs that do not impact the surface but transform into angelic beings when they hit the ground. Okay, which also this could relate to CERN and the opening up of portals. This could often relate to all of the witchcraft and the wickedness that is being done on the planet, which is literally giving these entities a right to come into our plane of existence. And so I'm going to go ahead and roll this. Now, this is Alexander Bachman. I don't agree with his a lot of his theology, okay, but this is just more of him acting like a reporter in regard to this particular event. So we'll go ahead and listen. Hi everybody, this is Alexander Bachman reporting uh, for ConscienciaRadio.com, AlexanderBachman.com, and CR News out of Mexico. I'm in location right now here on location in, Me in Mexico. I'm in a town of uh, the small town of Ensenada, Baja, California. This is 68 miles due south from the Tijuana-San Diego border. And I just had uh, dinner two days ago on Saturday, September 29th, with a uh, family. Uh, Sunday, sorry, Sunday, September 29th, with a family and uh, a young woman by the name of Alejandra and her mother, Aurora, were privy to something that they witnessed right behind me, right here in this region of Ensenada. What they, what they saw is something so amazing that I'm here to report it, and I'm going to be interviewing them soon, I hope, and we're going to be coming out with a new documentary uh, about the phenomena that's uh, happening here in Ensenada. For years and years, we've, people have been reporting black triangles, triangles that change form and shape, and so on and so on, all the way down the Baja, all the way down south beyond San Quentin. So what I want to share with you right now is that they saw a fireball, uh, a star that uh, was up in the sky. And they saw this star up here in the sky, and they saw it, it started to move. And as they, st they saw it starting to move, they saw it, they saw it come down, uh, down to this power cable. Uh, they were down that away. So I want to play first what Steve Quayle said on September 30th, Monday, with uh, Augusto Perez when they were talking about asteroids and meteors and all these bull lights from outer space coming into the Earth and all the, the uptick in asteroid reports or fireball reports over the United States and Mexico, mind you, in the month of September. Uh, let's hear what, uh, what Steve Quayle has to say about this. I maintain that the ones that fall straight down and do not have a trajectory, any type of angular momentum or angular motion are fallen angels. And I'm telling you why. Because many people see them at the point of hitting the ground, just simply disappearing. No bang, 
no uh, explosion, no crater, nothing. But they know what they see. People are seeing the strangest signs in the heavens. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus said signs in the sun, moon, and stars. So the point is, is that, and I would, I would say this too, in both the Hebrew and the Greek, the word for star is angel. Well, there you go. The word for star is angel in Hebrew, and these stars, mind you, uh, are very peculiar. Well, Aurora and Alejandra, mother and daughter, saw something here that is just amazing. I'm going to share with you what they saw. They told me directly that they saw a star up in the firmament, and that star started moving in outer space. They saw it moving, and then they saw it descending and forming into what they described as a triangle. A triangle with very clear uh, lights on each, each one of the corners. But th as this triangle started coming down, they started seeing it spinning in this form. And spinning and spinning like if it were a falling train, a uh, uh, falling airplane, sorry, out of control. You know when the planes start spinning out of control when they fall from the sky? Something like that. They said that it was just spinning. Uh, this triangular formation started spinning down. And then it started hovering over the power cables around here, over there, those, those power cables that are all the way back there, there's some power cables that connect all the way, well, the entire power for this city. And they said that it, it started going down, down, hovering over the cables, and then it went up again, up to the sky, and, and it, it formed as a point of light. And then once again, they saw it coming down, but now they saw it closer near these power cables right here. And what they saw was just amazing. They said as this thing came down in, in a straight line, and it was an entity that landed here on the road. Now, that they got so scared. I mean, they are truly visibly shaken by this experience. I, I hope to be able to interview them. But they said something that perplexed me, and that's why I wanted to make this video. They said that this entity that came climbing down here had wings on it. Big black wings. So there you go. Our conclusion today, well, they're already here. So if you didn't hear that, the entity that ultimately hit the ground had big black wings. Okay, and, and again, you know, this is not something that you're going to get at most churches where they would even discuss such things. But it's important for us to be prepared because, you know, I don't, I, I can't guarantee you exactly what the future holds, but I do believe these types of manifestations are going to become more and more commonplace. And we need to be prepared to go to battle on a moment's notice as Christians. You know, you see something like this, uh, you know, you're in a spiritual battle. We battle not against flesh and blood. And this is, this is literal proof of that. But against princes and principalities and the rulers of wicked, you know, these types of spiritual entities, and I believe they're going to literally start manifesting, and they are starting to literally manifest. They're already landing, and I think they're preparing their armies for the return of Jesus Christ. And uh, I just remember... Well, to fight them, but not, 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 they're not going to help them, <laughs> obviously. As an addendum to this video, the, the, the eyewitness testimony of these uh, people, there's more witnesses. It's uh, an entire family that saw this, so it's not just two persons. Those are the persons I had dinner with uh, last Sunday. But I, I, I just want to add this. One of the reactions of one of the persons, when they saw the winged beam coming down and landing on the ground, uh, was of shock, awe, panic, horror. And the first thing that that person wanted to do, 
was go uh, get his Bible to start praying. So there you go. Now you know. Uh, this this is already happening. This is biblical in nature. Uh, anybody with any kind of oh, sense of right and wrong, I guess, is, 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 hopefully they would feel that inclination. You know, and it, that's obviously what you want to, you, you want to, um, you want to rely on the Lord Jesus Christ and his word, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is the only uh, overtly offensive weapon listed in the full armor of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The Bible says it's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces. So it is literally an offensive weapon, but you have to have the faith to believe that it can be used in that particular way. Um, as obviously a born again Christian, it's not going to work if if you know you have somebody unsaved. They don't they they they're not operating from a place of faith if they're unsaved. You know, and without without faith, it is impossible to please God. Really, without faith, it's impossible to really do battle because the Bible says, above all, taking up the shield of faith which wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, according to Ephesians 6. So it says above all, okay? So it's very, very important. The bigger your faith is, the bigger your shield is, the more your ability to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, but the, but the offensive weapon that you would have. And, and the full armor of God is all important. It's just I'm, those two um, are of the utmost important uh importance as well okay so these are just things to kind of bear in mind when we talk about the subject we have to start prepping up start telling the masses make this viral bye-bye well guess what after the recording we did over there on site where this event happened where this fallen angel came down on this earth uh i went sorry there's a lot of ups and downs in the audio here i don't have control over i'm trying to like bring the audio up and down as it goes up and down but it's it's uh that's why this is happening and with my wife did some shopping and we managed to run into the eyewitness alejandra who uh shared with us her audio testimony we couldn't film her because she was working at the time uh but we managed to get the audio testimony right there on site and uh the following what you're going to hear is in spanish we're going to obviously translate it into english for you and we thank you very much for listening. This in itself says a lot. I was paraphrasing the moment I was uh, on site, but there's much more clear detail into what transpired that day. Eleven witnesses saw the same thing. Uh, children, adults, the whole family saw it. And this was just one year ago here in Ensenada. So this is happening already all across the board. Eleven witnesses. This is witness number one, Alejandro. Okay, so what and what did you see on the side one year ago? And she says that, well, we were at my grandma's house as well. We went outside and we saw what you would call like a star, like that, but it was red. It was moving, moving like this. It was far away, very far away. Okay. Then she says, then it stopped. That's when, at the moment, it like came down, it came down, and that's when all of us started saying to everyone to see it and all of that. And we even called one of our uncles so he would come up and see it, and he did manage to see it. Then it went straight up and 
it disappeared even to many of us our eyes began to water because we were trying so much trying to focus our eyes to find it again and it remained there waiting to see it it appeared again or not it didn't but suddenly it started to shine ever so brighter and brighter when we got distracted and there it went again we said take out the cell phones we and we couldn't film it and then it finally came down it came down at such a height i am not kidding you where the power lines are not very high at all how many meters would that be five or six meters 15 to 18 feet off the ground The power lines, yes, about 10 meters, 33 feet off the ground at the most. That was Alexander Bachman. Yes, at the most. Well, it came down like that, and suddenly it turned into something gray. It was like that it, because it was, the night was blue, and it was gray, and it was a triangle, completely gray. It spun on its axis, and it started coming down, down, and down, and down. It even went down through the power lines, and it kept coming down and down, but spinning, always spinning. I've turned her volume down so I can speak, so we can make better use of the time. And then everyone else stayed behind. My mom and I were the only ones that crossed the street to see where it fell because it was going to land. Anyway, when it descended and landed, that's it before it completely landed on the ground. It changed into something with wings. Something with wings completely black, totally black. Never had we seen anything so black like that. It distinguished itself from the night completely because it was so black. Amazing, Alexander Bachman says, amazing. The thing is, is that we have just heard another brother, Steve Quayle, uh, the giantologist, in the interview with Steve Quayle. And right now, the people are reporting like crazy the same the same type of events they are not asteroids or comets they are descending vertically straight down and they're not exploding she says yes exactly they stop and then he says but they're leaving a tail or a trail like a meteor no the lights that come down this is their back and forth now um, he said, did you see the lights that come down like a star that came down? And I guess they're saying, no, they don't leave a trail like a meteor. Then she says, it's like a star that came down. And when we saw it up close, it was gray. It was a gray triangle and it started spinning on its axis as it fell. It started spinning and spinning and it was spinning. It was and just when it was about to touch the earth, it transformed into that thing. I mean, my mom and I were like this, showing a face of total shock and awe, where it transformed into this black, unbelievably black being with wings. So he said, you saw a winged being. Yes, a winged being. He said, it's a fallen angel. Yes. It was very black. Yes, completely black. Uh, then he says, didn't he realize that you saw him? And... Uh, they said, well, it was giving its back to us that we could see. Um, so I guess it landed, but when it landed, it had its back to them. So you did not see it from the front. 
Uh, and then she says, look, I was doing this, and suddenly it morphed into this black-winged entity. I think it's, it's, that it's obvious. They know that we can see them. They do know. They do know. The thing is, is that they are already doing it in the cities and openly. This means that we are really close, Alex. Um, very, very close to something very big that's about to happen. And this is a conditioning tool as well. That's my comment. In fact, I've seen a lot of Americans that are coming to live here in mass, a lot. It's like, wow, they're fleeing from the U.S. What is going on, right? The economy is terrible over there. The U.S. is pretty bad when, when the people in Mexico are saying that. <laughs> oh, boy. What was the reaction of the people when they saw this? They, she was like, shock, shock. And then some of them were screaming and shouting. Another went to get his Bible. There he was with it in his hand. It was such a shock, to tell you the truth. We called one of our uncles because it was getting so big. Once it started coming down, the light looked big. I think that's about it. For, it goes on a little bit longer, but that's the, that's the pertinent part. Yeah, that's, that's all. So we, we got that. Okay, And again, that's just one of the many. But there was 11 eyewitnesses there. Okay, 11 eyewitnesses, they sound very like very nice people, very credible. It wasn't like they're trying to sell a book or, or you know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't like they were, you know, trying to get rich off this. It's just something that they, I mean, he had to track them down, you know, to even get this report. So, um, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. And you got 11 people that saw the thing. And this has gone on to a certain extent all over the planet, but I think a lot of people, just like the one, a lot of people that maybe have been abducted in these types of scenarios, they don't come forward because there's such stigma potentially around it. They don't want to rock the boat. There might be shame and, you know, all of that associated with it. Okay, so we have that report. Now, let's go further. This is a long-time trusted listener of mine. Um, his comment mind-blowing and it's entitled my encounter with the shapeshifter um uh, my listener named james um has had a series of things kind of happen to him and uh it appears that god is starting to show the body of christ what is going to be our normal reality at least for certain certain ones of us i'm not saying everybody's called to battle this these types of entities but um it seems as though God is preparing a certain part of his remnant for this. I mean, Heliward sure is doing it, right? <laughs> I mean, we just saw the, 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 the movie Childhood End and in all of the ways they're trying to prepare us for, for the whole alien UFO descended master deception that's coming. The Vatican's doing its level best. And so I think God is also letting certain parts of the body of christ experience these things as well and i do believe this will be increasing i've believed this for years about this if, if you know anything about me I, I this none of this surprises me what we're going to be reading here but this is uh, i'll just read it <laughs> hello scott i want now i got this on november 2nd 2015 okay so so we're talking um i received this you know, here, uh, what are we looking at? About five months ago? Yeah, about five months ago. And again, my last mega study on the whole alien deception issue, I believe was in September. 
So this is part of the material I've been sitting on for about five months because I, I just, I wasn't able to get to it. I didn't have the time. I wanted to compile a lot of information and this is part of that. So uh, he says, hello, Scott, I wanted to share, send this to you and feel free to share it with your newsletter. Let me first say that shape-shifting is very real. Uh, I have heard arguments on both sides concerning this issue. Okay, sorry. He got. He goes on to say, I've heard arguments on both sides concerning this issue. Uh, I've heard people talking about compression and whatnot. I have seen HD videos and pictures of people's eyes changing from slits like a lizard to a normal eye. Well, today at 11 a.m. in Northern Virginia, I saw this, not in a picture or on the internet. I saw it in real life, face to face. I went to this woman's house at 11 a.m. for work, and when she answered the door, I noticed her eyes. Her pupils were not round. They were slits like a lizard. At first, I could not believe what I was seeing. Seeing this on the internet is one thing, but in real life, it's another. I was two feet from this woman, and I spoke to her for about four to five minutes. Those four or five minutes seemed like an eternity. I mean, as soon as she came to the door and started to talk to me, her eyes looked like the eyes of a lizard with long slits. Like I said, I was nearly two feet away from this woman, and there was a lot of light outside. Then, as we were talking, she turned her head from me for a second, and then once she turned her head back around to talk to me, her eyes were normal. To all of you unbelievers out there, this is very, very real. Okay, so going further, he goes on to say, I'm still trying to soak it all in what I saw today. I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for allowing me to see it in real life for as long as I did. Everyone has several life-changing moments in their lives. This was one of mine. It truly strengthened my faith even more. Now, I can tell you that from the stuff I've went through, and I give you my, my teaching here in a little bit on my supernatural experiences, it always builds your faith up. It doesn't tear it down. It builds it up. Because if you have this in perspective with the word of God, it's like the Bible comes alive. <laughs> okay, it's not going to hurt your faith. Okay, so I'm just telling you that right now. It doesn't do that. So um, going forward here, uh, let's see here. This was one of my, it truly strengthened my faith even more, I have to say. I left that woman's house forever different. My wife and I have been talking about it a lot this evening. I truly believe that since this land has been defiled beyond return, because of the whole gay marriage stuff and whatnot, I believe we're about to really see some crazy stuff. I welcome it. Maybe it will open a few people's eyes to get saved. Now, here's my comment, and just on part of this. My comment is also the fact that when she turned away and then turned back, like within a split second or a couple seconds, when she turned back with normal eyes, it would prove she was not wearing contact lenses. Because that could be the argument. Well, she's wearing contact lenses. Nah, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> not that way at all. So see, I think that he was allowed to see that shift back into her eyes being pupils within that couple second period to prove to him that this was not some type of, of parlor trick or, or contact lenses being used. Because you could always say that. You could always say, well, maybe who knows what she's into. Maybe she wears reptilian slit contacts and stuff like that. You know, well, you, you can't change them that quick. 
So that's just something else to think about. James then responded and he said, thanks, your, your response helped a lot. Like I told you in the past, emails, re reading about this stuff is one thing, but seeing it is another. I'm really glad you've taught on the subject because the Lord is really dealing with me on it. Like I said, I'm seeing more of this daily and with the people in the real world, you're the only one that I've ever heard say the Nephilim are with us today. Many say, oh, it is, and I'm obviously I'm not the only one, but I'm, I'm, I'm one of the ones up in alternative media that have done a lot of studies on this. Anyway, uh, many say, oh, it's the sons of Seth, and others say they died out and will return. The reality is we have been living with them for a very long time, and they've been living among us. I now see that Northern Virginia is more diverse now than what I once thought. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one way of putting it. Anyway, so then I got another email from him, and... Uh, it said that um, my wife asked me the other day what I thought all this was. She asked if I thought it was fallen angels or demons manifesting in these people. She wanted to know if, uh, if I thought these people could be Nephilim. I told her I really don't know. I told her I have seen many demons and fallen angels manifest with people in deliverance sessions. He has his own deliverance ministry. This guy's been in ministry a while. okay. Uh, but I have never seen slits manifest in people's eyes. I, j I told her, all I know is that this is not of God. I can't know for, cert for certainty what is causing this. It could be all three. My response, um, and let me just make my response in green here. Okay, my response. Yes, the difference is a person who is not fully human with slits in their eyes are never going to come to you for deliverance, okay, for a deliverance session as that desire would never be present because they're not even fully human. It's not like they're going to have any desire, you know, to come to you and get delivered from demons and get saved. It wouldn't make sense. I believe they are Nephilim of some sort, and they are Nephilim of some sort and unredeemable, Satan's seed appointed to wrath, as the Bible talks about. Okay? I mean, if you're not fully human, Jesus Christ didn't come here to save Nephilim. They're unredeemable. Okay? That it's proven by the fact God had to destroy the whole earth back in uh, Genesis 6 to get rid of them all because they were unredeemable. They were defiling the, the bloodline, the DNA of mankind. So God had to wipe them all out in the flood. That's how unredeemable they really are. Okay, so let's go further. Uh, he, he responded to me again. He says, now the Lord is showing me every day at least one person or more that has slits in their eyes on TV. I don't care if it's an old 1950s movie or an old show like The Rifleman. I have seen this on the Discovery and History Channel as well. I am seeing at least one or two people on these shows with slits in their eyes. So, again, this is a lot of times how God will do things. He'll, he'll When you pray about something specifically, he'll start revealing um, these things sometimes in a very concentrated way. And then I, I responded to him and said, yes, I went through a time like that myself. I can remember when I was really cluing into this, and this was back when I was in Florida, and it seemed every time I was turning on the TV, I was seeing something else. I saw this one th clip of, of John McCain. And I mean, he's right there. I think this is when he was running for president. I mean, full slits top to bottom. It was, it was one of the most high definition. I believe it was on CNN. And it was one of their archived. They, they archived it. And I mean, it was so in your face. I had the link for a long time, but the link finally went bad. But I mean, it was like, so, I mean, it, but it was like almost like every day I was seeing this stuff. 
you know, so I, I can, I can relate, definitely relate, and, and, and I don't, I guess I haven't seen it as much lately, because I really haven't been asking God about it, because I've been convinced about this for a long, long time, I've been, I have always asked God to let me go to battle in this regard, but just because you ask God for something doesn't mean that maybe you're ready, or maybe God wants you to go there yet, get into that phase of, of maybe your ministry, you know, where you're literally going against these these entities. Um, for me, I'm so overwhelmed with this ministry as it is, there's no way I could probably do both. I would have to either shut down the ministry and devote myself to that, to that warring type of, okay, let's go out. Let's let Where does God want to take me on a given day? Or I'm going to have to do what I'm doing now, which I'm reaching a lot of different people and we're getting out a lot of this different information. We're trying to keep the body of Christ abreast of a lot of these cutting-edge developments. Um, not saying God couldn't have you do both. I haven't had as much of it lately, but I haven't really been praying about it as much as I did maybe at one time where, like this phase that James is in, where he's actually seen a lot of this stuff face-to-face. -face. And um, it, it builds your faith up. Every single time, every time you have a, some type of supernatural encounter like this, it, it's a really a, a faith-building uh, um, uh, thing, you know, for you. Because, again, the Bible really comes alive. Then he responds back to me, and he says, um, Your response brings to my mind the scripture Psalm 58.3 and Matthew 22.23. I am sure that when you started to see this stuff on TV, you, there were times where you, you said to yourself, Did I just see that? I am... I'm sure there's times where you might have thought that you were seeing something that was not there. I have to say it truly changes you when you see this stuff on TV and in real life. I remember for years I read the Bible about demons and believed deliverance was real. Then I saw it for the first time in real life and it took a, a while to wrap my mind around it. Like I have said to others for years, we must grow into our calling and it does not happen overnight. Now that's also very important because we're all at different phases in our our walk with Christ and in our own growth and maturation process. And um, this is all part of growing into a calling that doesn't happen overnight. I mean, look at how long it took for God to start, you know, using Moses. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that there was decades and decades and decades way into their life, near the end of their life, in some cases, where they really started to be used in earnest by God. Um, so it's different for everyone. And then he goes on to say, I've been seeing more and more of this. I find myself thinking of it more and more. I find myself thinking of the Nephilim in the Bible and the Paracas skulls. Those are the skulls in Peru, the elongated skulls that they've got in a museum down there. Okay, the, the Smithsonian evidently wasn't able to get down there and take them and throw them into the ocean or bury them somewhere. And, um, I mean, they're, they're real skulls. The DNA's not human. I mean, they're right there. <laughs> I mean... You know, I, again, I'm reading this book right now on on the basically the Great Smithsonian cover up and, and all of the old newspaper clippings that have been documented, where giant after giant after giant, they would dig them up in these mounds, these these Indian burial mounds. You know, seven foot, eight foot, nine foot, twelve foot, nineteen foot giants that are here in America. And again, we got into the last study. We got into the ones that were actually still in stasis. That, that are known about by occultists and, and that they're getting ready to make their big debut 
They're in stasis. Go back and listen to the first one I did in September. I give you the links in the last study to it. But just key in, um, I would say, Alien and Mega Study. Or Mega Study. You'll, you'll, you'll find it. It's the one last September on the 15th. I, I had a whole section on there about the giants that, that are in stasis. Okay? So, this is not stuff that, that you know, the church is going to put out. And this is stuff that's been totally suppressed in the mainstream news and in and it doesn't fit in with the whole darwinian model and so by and large people have no clue about it but it is a reality so let's go further here uh let's see and as i've been seeing more and more of this i find myself thinking uh about the nephilim by the paracas skulls and he says these were not fully human beings and they had a breeding population, meaning they were Nephilim. These being reproduced, and it's confirmed in the Bible, This, this, the deep thing is this. We not only have the Nephilim today, but we have breeding populations. They are all around us. They are rich, the middle class, and the poor. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, I remember a long time ago, I had, um, when I was really just discovering this, and, and I, I wasn't even ministry yet. Sorry, I had a sip of water there. Um, and I, uh, I read some book. Was it by Branton? I forget. I think it was Branton. Branton was the author. He, he's got a lot of stuff about underground bases and stuff like that. The guy, these guys were not Christians, okay? But they were documenting the underground bases, the our collusion with the government and this type of stuff, and, and, and giants and reptilians underground and all these things. Now, I've done whole studies on underground subterranean bases as well. Just key in underground or subterranean, the keyword, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. We've covered that subject as well. But I was, my big thing even back then, from the very beginning of ever discovering this, was how can we identify them? You know? Because I want to confront them in public. I want to see them shapeshift into what they are in public. You know what I mean? I, I, that's kind of what I would like to do. I would like to have other people see this so that they understand that there's another reality that we're dealing with here. And that maybe through the fear that they would experience, obviously, that, that many of them would be receptive to the gospel if presented in the right way at the right time. And so I corresponded with this one guy. And it wasn't Branton, but it was another guy. He was super, super arrogant. And I had read in one of these accounts that they had developed these glasses they were some type of glasses where you could see someone's aura. Now, I don't have a problem with an aura. You could say, well, it's new age. How could... No, hold on. Auras are actually seen through curling photography. It is, a, it is a basically a way of taking a photograph of somebody and looking at their energy field. It, it's not like I'm scrying a crystal ball. It's literally something like an x-ray. It's black and white. It's on like a film. It's, it's on a photographic thing. I don't see that there's anything New Age about it. Now, granted, the New Agers are the only ones that do it. Okay, but curling photography in and of itself is no more New Age than an X-ray is, if you really think about it. Because there's no divining, there's no scrying a crystal ball, there's no consulting with a medium. 
to get it done. So he said that these glasses that they had developed, you could see someone's aura. And they, I think he said that the aura of, of, of these reptilians in public was like a dark, I think it was like a dark indigo blue, if I can remember right. And that this one guy said that he went to a mall and he saw somebody with these glasses, he had them on, that had this aura. So followed him out of the mall, followed him home. I think I've told this story once or twice before and um, a long time ago. And, I don't know, he went into some, I, I, it was in the desert, and I think he, he got to his house. It was like this mobile home. He went in, and the guy actually knocked on his door a little time after that he had went in his house. And, uh, but talk about bold. And the guy answered the door, and he had full reptilian slits when he answered the door he wasn't expecting this guy and a lot of times too if you catch somebody off guard in this they're they're not in a fully shape-shifted form and i guess he just said oh he gave him some excuse like oh sorry it was the wrong address type of thing he wanted to see how this guy would manifest in real life he didn't have the glasses on anymore he wanted to see how he would manifest and sure enough this guy was a shapeshifter, just like the lady that james encountered in the story that i just read Answers the door with full reptilian slits. Okay. Remember, in the Bible, okay, what was the first entity that God ever cursed? The serpent. Going way, way back near the start of Genesis. You're going to be cursed above all the beasts. On your belly, you'll go all the day long. you dust you'll eat and, and this type of stuff and i'll put war between your seed and the seed of the woman well serpents have slits in their eyes okay i mean reptilians in general do so this is real okay this is just one account and then i i i, I called the guy and i didn't call him i emailed the guy that I think knew about the technology of these glasses that they had developed. And I, and I said, yeah, I said, I'm interested in, is it possible to get a pair of these things? Remember, this was back when I was like a, I'm not going to say I was a baby Christian. I mean, I had been saved for a long time, but I, I'm just, I'm just putting out feelers. I'm just putting out, you know, I'm, I'm just curious about this stuff. And he came back with me uh, some type of response of, you little worm you you don't even know what you're dealing with if you ever encountered one of these these entities out in the in out in the open you would you would shriek in fear and all of this garbage he's telling me from an unsafe perspective and i i basically let him have it with both barrels and i said listen my god is the lord jesus christ and he's not intimidated by any of this garbage and neither am i and i'm called to war and battle these things I said, so your perspective and my perspective are totally polar opposites. And I would take your challenge any day if you want to, whatever, meet up somewhere and, and see who deals with these entities better. Let, let's see how brave and wonderful and, and perfect you are in your unsaved state trying to deal with one of these things. He's coming at it from, from you know, his perspective and he has no idea. And I don't, I don't want to say that like, I think I'm Mr. Big and Bad, but through the Lord Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
you know, you know, you could go on and on and on. So I, I have a totally different perspective than this unsaved, pride-filled new ager that thinks he knows everything. Uh, nevertheless, that's the last time I ever dealt with him. But that's about the closest I've ever seen to anybody saying they've got a way to identify these things. Now, I have read recently that people that there are some people that say that, that they can go and they can make these things um, manifest themselves, okay? And one of the people had written, what can force a shift, meaning a shape shift, in one of these entities? It doesn't necessarily have to be a reptilian, okay? Who knows? Who knows what kind of devil creatures are out there in some kind of shape-shifted form? But one person had written, what can also force a shift is by thinking sublime spiritual thoughts in their presence, usually thinking of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ or Father God. This energy flows from you like the light from a candle, also radiating spiritual heat as does, does a candle. If they are close by, this causes them to cough at first, and then the stages of shape-shifting starts. So this could happen in public. And again, I am so busy. I am so always pegged to all the stuff I got to do with the ministry that I haven't really been able to do what I did before where I was out and about doing a lot more of, of this type of, of things. I just don't have the time, the free time to do it. But that's another thing I read. I can't be dogmatic about, okay, this is going to work and this is not. Again, you, you got to be called to it. And you got to have the faith to believe you have the spiritual weapons and, and, and you need to be right with God. And, and a lot of times... Um, a time of fasting and prayer would be almost prerequisite before you would even want to try to embark on anything like this. And then also knowing that this is the direction God's calling you. Okay, because if God's not calling you in that direction, it might not turn out that great. You might have a really bad experience. You know, so it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different calling. We're the body of Christ. The Bible says... You know, can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need? No, because the body, every part of it is important. And, and they all have different functions. So, just because one person might be called to doing something like this doesn't mean they're better. Okay? Just means they have a different calling. So, again, this isn't for everybody. This isn't something I'm telling everybody to go out and do and, and, and experiment with. You have to have a really true, clear calling from God. And I would, I would only embark on it through really some serious prayer and fasting prior and in clear, uh, clear green light from God that this is the direction you're supposed to move in. But I do think that a certain segment of the body of Christ will be called in this direction because somebody's got to be there to battle these things. Somebody's got to be, be there to deal with them. Do you know how many people would get saved if, if Christians were out there actually dealing with these things and other people were actually seeing this happen, the Christians defeating these things through the Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, it'd be be colossal amazing so let's go further here so then i uh i got another email from from james and it's entitled chris christie is a nephilim i feel that it's safe to say that all republican and democrat leaders are nephilim well i don't know i mean I, i'm not gonna say all maybe they all are <laughs> i don't know but again it's hard to be dogmatic unless you've actually seen a shift uh, he said i turned on the tv at six 
8.30 p.m. on MSNBC Live to see if I was going to see anything. Sure enough, Chris Christie was being interviewed. He had reptilian eyes. I got right up to the screen on my LED TV to make sure what I was seeing. The whole time I watched him, his eyes did not go to normal. His eyes stayed like a reptile the whole time. So right now I'm seeing either on TV or in person are people that have slits in their eyes. I know you're busy. In the future, I will share with you the extreme cases of shape-shifting I see in person. So then just to add to that, I said, okay, well, I've got a whole... I got a whole document on this one, and, and, I, and I gave some of these links last time because I had a whole section in there on reptilian slits in the eyes about a lot of the people in Hollywood, Rihanna, <laughs> Katy Perry, these types of people. And then since he's talking about Chris Christie, here's a link to a CNN video where George Herbert Walker Bush's eyes clearly are seen shifting into a reptilian shape during an interview with Larry King. This is a very famous one. I've seen this over and over. And it's funny, a lot of times when they really go to a really flagrant shape shift, it's funny, the the um, the iris or the um, uh, the colored part of the eye will actually turn, it almost looks like a, like a bronze, like a bronze color. And that's what you see with this um, George Herbert Walker Bush, his eyes, they're, they're, they're like a bronze. There's three different, videos here on it that break it down um here's another one billy graham and ann graham this is a reptilian video of them from 1985 okay now i've done whole studies on billy graham okay so if you don't know about that just key in the keyword search box graham you know and and, and you you can see that uh here's another one franklin graham original news video i wonder if this one's even active anymore because he's been on the news a lot lately now it's still up here. And this is straight from a news video. I mean, this is like... I mean, I'm watching this thing. And I mean, he's got full slits top to bottom. And he's got that steel bronze color part of the eye. The white part being the sclera, the, you know, and this, the color part, it's, it's totally bronze with full slits top to bottom. And he's talking about Donald Trump getting into the race. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. Let me go ahead and stop this one. Um, so let's go back to the original report here. Then you've got reptilian Joyce Meyer, eyes changing. Joyce Meyer, the wonderful um, uh, preacher, pastor, whatever she calls herself, um, TV evangelist. Here's one, Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland shape-shifting. And America's favorite pastor. I'm not even sure who this one is. Oh, it's, it's Joel Osteen. So anyway, I give you a whole bunch of links there. You know, um, and so you could say, well, no, it's all this or it's all that. But when you start seeing this stuff in person, <laughs> you're not going to be able to say that anymore. Like, like James is getting to experience here. And I, I do believe that, that this is all being done by design, you know, to, to precondition us as well uh, uh, to, to what's coming. So um, let's go for, forward here. Uh, he's even got one here on Donald Trump being a reptilian Illuminati shapeshifter. You know, at, at this point, nothing really surprises me. Um, so, yes, are they trying to destroy Trump? Yes, there's no doubt about it. They're trying... But but he is he is an outsider. 
Um, as Newt Gingrich said, he's not part of the secret societies. He's not one of their initiates, so they, they don't know how they're going to control him. Okay, um, If he's self-funded and he's not beholden to a lot of other people, they're not 100% sure they're going to control him. That's why they're, they're in full panic mode. doesn't mean that Donald Trump's some puritanical angel that wants what's best for us. It's just that he's not part of the club, and they don't know how to control him. So, again, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things where I, I, I just can't trust any of them. I just, I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop here. And um, the, the next section is, is another big testimonial. So I'd rather stop here and have time to go over this. So I'm going to go ahead and end part, I believe this is part six. And we will go to part seven.